Welcome to Wing Chun Talk. Wing Chun Talk podcast is dedicated to talking all things Wing Chun. Your host, Sean Benson, has the pleasure of sitting down with other Wing Chun practitioners from around the world. If you are interested in Wing Chun or want to connect with other Wing Chun practitioners, then this podcast is for you. Sit back and enjoy Wing Chun Talk. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. Sean Benson here. Uh, Wing Chun Talk, episode number four. I'm um, coming to you solo today. I uh, thought I'd still drop in, give you some information, uh, give you a rundown of my story. Uh, I've done this a few times and had a couple different people on. Uh, hopefully, you've uh, checked out the last episodes. Um, hopefully, they've brought a, you know some value to you. If you haven't, definitely check them out. Got some, uh, you know, some good information from a couple different uh, uh, resources, people, people who've trained for a long time and people who, you know, just starting out. So today, I thought I would chat a little bit about uh, my story. Uh, so I've interviewed, like I said, a few other people. I'll still keep doing that. Uh, guest today again fell through. So trying a few different things out. Um that light above me, uh, that was bugging me. Uh, so I'm trying the natural light. So hopefully I'm not glowing. Um, so anyway, so that's different. Like I said, uh, solo today. Uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy. So to get right into it, I'll kind of give you a rundown of my story. Um, I have been training Wing Chun. Uh, since early 2000s, early 2000s, and, you know, I trained for probably about five years, so I was getting close um, to the darker colors, uh, our club uses belt system, so I was coming up to brown, so kind of getting a good information or good um, understanding, I would say, of the system, uh, hadn't made it to the third form, but, you know, Selim Tao, Chum Q, Sticky Hands, multiple uh, partner stuff, kind of some, I think other people call it Gorsal, like problem solving type stuff. And uh, I was I was young. I was probably, you know, kind of around my early 20s, I'd say. Um, so I don't know if like I had a whole lot of weight on me. Um, wasn't fully developed. I mean, Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Anyways, trained that for almost about four or five years and got uh, fairly comfortable, really enjoyed the club I was at, um, met lots of people. Again, it was part of the U of A. U of A uh, Kung Fu Club is how it started. Uh, props to those guys. Um, I see Fu Edward Ning. Um, awesome. I've been training with him since the beginning, um, since I started. Um, what are we now? 2020. Uh, I had a gap where I, I didn't train. I'll tell you a little bit about that and came back and have trained with them since. So uh, now it's the Alberta School of Kung Fu. Uh, used to be part of the U of A. So that's when I started. Um, really great little social club there. Uh, met lots of good people. Good people. Um, but like I said, I was I was young. I was partying. Uh, going out drinking. So I was training probably about three nights a week, uh, which I think is a great amount of training. Uh, if you can get more, 
they they'd have occasionally uh, some some dummy classes because he didn't have an actual uh, studio. So he'd host them at a different location, the dummy class, and you'd uh, do that separate out of class. So that would be um, if you could make it to three classes and then that one would be a fourth class. So that kind of worked out really well. Um, three or four times a week training. That's awesome. Uh, so I was doing that, but uh, partying, partying in those days. So a uh, few, a uh, few dummy classes. I'd be probably a little bit too hungover. Call. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna make it today. Um, just not feeling it. So really wasn't a martial artist back then. Kind of didn't have the, um, the mentality of training and 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 working on the art and my body and things like that. I was, you know, young, socializing, and at the time it was great. So after, uh, you know, about four or five years there, um, decided to do some traveling. So I stopped uh, going to Kung Fu, took about almost a year off um, from work, period. Did some traveling. Uh, I also checked out a couple um, clubs, uh, one or two, I think, really in Australia. Just wanted to kind of drop in, um, see what other clubs were doing. Uh, Would have liked to have trained more. Uh, but I kind of went for more of um, a holiday travel experience. I wasn't looking at doing uh, Kung Fu at the time. Hindsight, probably uh, would have been awesome to really kind of do some club <laughs> club hopping uh, in the sense of checking out some different martial arts clubs or Wing Chun specific clubs. That would be, uh, that would be pretty cool um, if I could do that, um, you know. In the near future, that would be sweet. Uh, yeah, maybe down the road here. Um, so did some traveling, checked out that club. Um, when I got back from traveling, went to Australia, uh, New Zealand, Japan. Uh, spent a little bit of time in Thailand. Did a little bit of Muay Thai there too. But like I said, it was mainly just a, a holiday holiday. So coming back. Coming back, I ended up, um, you know, I ended up not going right back to class. Um, I ended up moving a little ways away from the club. I was pretty close um, previously, so it was a hop skip and no, took no time at all to get there. Uh, so that's the benefit of living close by, right? It doesn't take a whole lot of drive time to get to, to where you're going. So I lived uh, a little ways away. And I worked a ways away, and it would have been this big, long triangle um, of driving. And I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it at the time. Uh, then I ended up, you know, getting married, um, owning a condo. Uh, so I had some bills. My wife, my wife had always been into yoga. And that's her thing, yoga, working out, running, things like that. So uh, we started uh, dating and that was kind of our, our thing. We would go to yoga um, together. And I, I enjoyed it at the beginning uh, for a little while there, kind of, you know, stretching and working. And um, then we, she showed me this new style. Um, and I'd be doing these poses and all I could think about was Wing Chun. So at that point, I knew I needed to go back to class. Um, I had put it off, put it off. But realizing when you're doing something 
specific and your brain is somewhere else, that's your brain telling you that's what you should be doing, right? So I took the steps, uh, checked out the club again, checked the drive time. Um, pretty much, I think I did just, uh, I don't even remember if I did uh, another check-in, but uh, I joined the club. And because I had um, gone a little ways without um, training, they asked if I had my belts. And it's funny, I just moved to a new house. And I was like, oh, I should, what am I going to do with all my belts? What am I going to do? And I don't want to tell you what I did with them, but I ended up, I think I donated them. So kicking myself. Uh, so I come back to the club, have to start from the beginning, which is fair. Um, but I knew some of the beginner stuff, the beginner stuff, which was the blocks, right? Pak Sao, Tan Sao, Fook Sao, Jam Sao. All the hand motions were pretty solid uh, in my memory, ingrained, because it's a lot of repetition, right? Five years at anything, um, you kind of get back on. Um, so I kind of slid through some of the early stages, as in, you know, learning learning the basic hand movements, blocks, uh, Tanda, Pakta. Um, it wasn't until we started doing some double-handed sticky hands with partners and maybe some entry-level, I guess, problem-solving, Gorsau, I think is what other clubs call it, where uh, you're kind of doing some um, attack and defending um, in sticky hands, okay? Or sticky hands, I guess, with uh, a free flow sticky hands. Uh, that's when I ended up kind of struggling. I had lost the sensitivity, the reflexes. Um, that's where I needed to put in the time uh, and the energy to uh, really to really work on that. And it's funny. Um, I was chatting. Uh, I, there's a post. I posted about it in the Wing Chun Talk group there on Facebook. I uh, posted a couple things there. Um, basically having a, a frustrating time with my training journey. And that was it. I, I thought I was better. I thought I should be better than I was. Um, and I kind of got to this point where uh, I was annoyed with myself that I wasn't performing uh, up to what I thought I could. Uh, whether this was the case, um, it happened. So I was gone, uh, went, yeah, had a frustrating section that was really quite difficult to kind of come through. Um, ended up looking to a senior student who he ended up going to Hong Kong, uh, did some training over in Hong Kong, which I think would be amazing. Uh, like I said, we're right now COVID's happening. So who knows what uh, the new training is going to look like uh, in the near future. Um, but if I could go places and train, I'd like to go to Hong Kong. If that's, uh, um, you know, if that's something that's able to be done in the near future, we'll, uh, I'll keep you posted on that. But anyways, he came back from Hong Kong, super skilled because he dedicated, um, I think he spent two years over there. Um, so we got together and he just recommended me a couple books and uh, the Wing Chun Compendium. Uh, that was one, uh, lent it to me and basically just kind of gives you um, a really realistic kind of expectation on enjoying your training, right? When we get a little bit older, um, just we should be doing it for a couple reasons, for health, 
uh, benefits for, you know, the training, uh, the mental sharpness, uh, self-defense, whatever your reasons, but you should also be going and enjoying it. Uh, so that's kind of one of my recommendations um, to people who get a little stagnant or uh, frustrated with their training. You know, do your best to enjoy, enjoy that session, enjoy whatever you did, try to figure out what you learned that session, um, what you can take away. And you got to get together uh, with people who like the same thing as you do and train together. Uh, so yeah, that's a recommendation for new, uh, old, experienced, <coughs> brand new rookies um, to Wing Chun. <laughs> Enjoy the training, okay? Uh, this camera is a little bit backwards. For those of you that are watching, I'm trying to fix my hair, and it's uh, it's backwards. So, anyways, my COVID hair should come to an end after um, you know another week. Next week, I have it uh, scheduled. So, um, there's a little tangent for you guys. Uh, it's not looking too bad, but um, anyways, back to Ling Chun. So, enjoy your training. So after I, I went through that little hurdle, um, talking to the senior, senior student, kind of changed that mindset in my in my mind about just really enjoying enjoying the time together with uh, with other people. Like I said, like minded people doing the same thing you're doing, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, like I said, went back and have been training there since. Um, yeah. Pretty keen on uh, Wing Chun, hence why I'm doing Wing Chun talk here. Um, yeah. So anyways, next uh, thing I want to talk about is why Wing Chun. I'll kind of talk about things that I would ask, um, you know, guests sitting with me. Uh, the other thing would be why I started in Wing Chun uh, or why I continue to. So why I started it initially was some friends of mine uh, down in Calgary, basically best friends. I've been with, uh, friends with my whole life. Um, they do, they did it in Calgary and I saw one of their gradings and I was blown away. I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to do this. This looks amazing. Uh, tell me where I can, can do this. Uh, hook me up basically. So I ended up uh, getting a recommendation from their Sifu a couple clubs here in the city that did Wing Chun. And the one I checked out initially is the one I joined and have been with my entire training, um, my entire training years. So <clears throat> why I stick with it though, is like I said, initially, um, the idea is that Wing Chun is is geared for smaller framed people. Um, traditionally, or the tradition is that it was developed by a woman or a woman. Um, so when I first started, like I said, I wasn't that muscular. I wasn't that big. Um, my frame wasn't fully developed. I didn't have a whole lot of muscle. Um, and that kind of kept me engaged in the art that um, it's, geared for us kind of smaller framed people. Uh, whether you believe that or not, I mean, it's great for all sizes, right? Uh, the other thing that uh, drew me was flexibility. My flexibility is 
garbage. I just, I, I can barely kick very high. Um, and uh, so it's great that most of the kicks are, you know, feet with feet, hands with hands. I don't have to be kicking somebody in the head because that just won't work for my body type. So I wouldn't do it. Uh, um, maybe I developed the flexibility, but it's great because my flexibility isn't there. Um, what made me stick with Wing Chun? So like I said, I took that break there um, and it was on the back of my mind. I didn't complete something. I got to a dark belt, but I didn't get a black belt. And that was kind of a goal, um, whether people strive for that attainment or the achievement, um, whether that means something to you or not, it meant something to me. Uh, so I felt kind of incomplete. I reached pretty close, but didn't quite complete, um, that journey. So it kind of was just sitting in the back of my mind, kind of like, you didn't finish this. You didn't get this done. So I ended up um, just kind of getting that lit the fire, really, to, to, to rejoin. And that lit the fire to keep going. And when I hit that struggle, again, it kind of kept me going, enjoyed my training, but also I have kind of an angle. Um, now that I got my black belt, it's crazy. It's just like um, I kind of equated to a journeyman. Uh, I'm a journeyman welder by trade. And we kind of, I was instructing um, previous to COVID. Uh, teaching apprentices and we kind of tell them too you learn a lot in the first three years until you get your ticket but once you get your journeyman then you that really opens the door to the learning and i found that to be true when i got my block belt it was just like just one more step um up the ladder and then there's multiple steps above that so just kind of opens the door to learning way more uh so now i keep training uh one there's a great group of uh, people um, that I train with. And I just I see, I, de I see the skill um, from my Sifu, Edward Ning, I see the skill in the higher level guys. Um, I see what the potential, right? So I see it. So I want to achieve it. So hence, I just keep going, keep working, keep working, keep working. Uh, that's uh, a couple of the the reasons that I that I stick with Wing Chun. So, um, because it's just myself today, uh, I probably won't go on too long. That's kind of my initial Wing Chun story, how I got started, um, how I, you know, kind of encountered a bit of a... Um, hurdle, um, what kept me going, what I wanted to attain, that uh, the belt at first, but now it's just really um, to keep developing the skill. I want to become proficient. I want to, I want to excel at it. I want to be really good at it. Um, that is kind of, I guess, the main reason. Um, I was chatting with Lance Smith a couple uh, episodes ago, and his reason is kind of similar he figures it's like a little puzzle which uh is interesting and he he, he kind of gets uh he wants to figure it out um mine is i just i see the skill and it's just like i'm not quite there yet 
I want to keep developing. I want to keep growing. I want to keep uh, um, improving. So that kind of keeps me coming back. Um, what else? I keep looking down because I had a question list that I was going to uh, um, kind of run off of. Um, one thing I wanted to mention too, um, I think it's been brought up in the Wing Chun Talk group a couple times um, on people developing maybe at different levels or developing at different speeds. Um, and I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, and just some people catch on a little bit quicker. Some people have more experience. Some people um, have been experienced in other martial arts, um, hence why they might catch on to something a little bit quicker. I know um, for me, my learning is I need to see, I need to, I need to be told, I need to see, and then I need to do. I'm, that's, uh, go back to my welding um, background. I'm an apprentice, right? So tell, show, do. That's kind of the, the learning model for um, apprentices. Basically, as a Wing Chun practitioner or learner or student, um, you're doing the same thing. Our Sifu, Sifu Edward Ning, in our club, whoever your Sifu is, um, tell you what to do. Hopefully, they're showing you what to do, and then you do it. Now, to compound the learning is feedback. Um, like I said, when I was instructing welders, we'd tell them to go practice. But come out and show us. Show us what you're doing. So this is where some feedback comes in handy um, and will totally enhance um, or compound that learning um, curve or whatever we want to call it. Uh, the other thing, too, is I know one big component that I struggle with uh, is home training. I am, I'll be the first to admit, I'm, uh, I'd love to train at home more. Um, that's something I really need to work on is carving out that home practice. Uh, some people are really good at that. And that will definitely speed up their um, development, right? If they're spending whatever, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, at home doing forms, doing basic hand techniques, um, working on the dummy, whatever the case is, this is going to drastically improve um, or drastically uh, push their improvement up, okay? Uh, my son plays the piano, just starting. He's six years old. Uh, plays the piano and our goal obviously is to practice 10 minutes a day and it's crazy how quick and how fast he speeds through some of those workbooks okay so he's already on to his um, he's already crushed one of the books he's moved on to his second book now so and that's just you know persistence home practice he only has a lesson once a week imagine if he just only practiced once a week um, so this is a lesson for myself. I'm not, uh, I'm not preaching <laughs> to those of you who don't do home training. I'm basically trying to uh, convince myself to really carve it out 
um, and and make it make it happen. So uh, that's one of my weaknesses. One something I need to work on. Um, yeah, if you have a home practice, definitely keep with it, stick with it. Uh, the results will come. And I guess uh, one of the last things I want to talk about. Uh, I'll wrap this up real quick here. Uh, try to keep it under uh, thirty minutes. Is my recommendation to people who train Wing Chun, and I haven't really thought about it, just kind of spur of the moment. Um, but something I would ask a guest to is, first of all, you got to start. If if Wing Chun is something you want to do, so I'll talk specifically to beginners or someone who's trained in it previously, uh, you need to start. Okay, as um, intermediate advanced. Again, maybe my recommendation to you guys is enjoy the training. Enjoy it. Don't take it so seriously. Um, if you could uh, um, pick some people to help, you know, help you out um, or some juniors um, to you, you know, pick one or two that you want to, you know, spend a little bit of time with, focus on, give some attention to in the sense of helping them develop. That might keep you uh, keep you more engaged, or um, you know, enjoy enjoy the training. But yeah, my recommendation: start and enjoy. You know, enjoy the the training. Enjoy that you get together. Enjoy that you're healthy and you're able to train, and you're training with people that love the same thing that you do. So, on that note, uh, wrap up for today. Um, sorry again, I didn't have a, a guest. If uh, if you're interested. Um, drop me a comment in, uh, or email me, uh, benson.sean at gmail.com, or I'm on uh, Facebook, Sean Benson, or, you know, drop me a message here in the group. If uh, you're interested in uh, sitting down, discussing a few things, tips and tricks, uh, we can talk about all different things, struggles, journey, all that kind of thing. We just want to help, uh, help everybody kind of level, level up and move up, um, the ladder here. Cause once you're a beginner, then you're an intermediate. Once you're an intermediate, you kind of move up. Once you're an advanced, then do you, you know, where do you go? Do you become a teacher or do you uh, do you keep learning yourself? So hopefully you've enjoyed that for today. Uh, thanks for being with me. Really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, like I said, the audio and the, the video was okay today. Just trying some something a little bit different. And uh, definitely give me a like if you've uh, liked this. Talk soon. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to Wing Chun Talk Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you know who will also enjoy it. If you haven't already, make sure to follow or subscribe to catch all upcoming episodes.